0: other guy who keeps <laughs> snakes just some other retard just like us is like all the other retards are doing this so, so that's what the industry standard is yeah that's
1: bullshit though
0: no it's absolutely bullshit that's why you know people you can only keep corn snakes in what is it 32 quart tubs because well, that's, that's what standard. everyone does <laughs> and then i keep them in cb 70s and people are like uh, you fucking crazy that's huge well no that's just because you kept them in small ass fucking tubs before this is from the ground up the story of me starting my reptile business
1: okay
0: hello everybody
1: why <laughs> what the hell is that place i'm very glad know. no one heard that <laughs> no one had started well, watching maybe, yet maybe
0: i'll keep it in in the beginning
1: why um, that was know. creepy no one likes that oh, oh see now you're utilizing this too yeah, see? So we're just yeah but when you were in the big chair you never let me use the armrest
0: yeah well these are different times
1: okay so what's happening in these different times what's happening today oh wait do we we have any
0: sponsors (laughs) 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 I did
1: Did you come up with any stupid sponsors today no
0: i wanted to like we've been doing well on the instagram thing i wanted to thank like people like tx chondros Mm -hmm. mark so i guess shout out
1: (laughs) (laughs) um who else whoever else has reposted your pictures and small snake, and not put and a. Uh, and everyone who
0: gives perfect attribution, is that is that the word? Thanks to Mark, who's watching.
1: Okay, and what small snake? How does the other one say? Smalls? Small snake. Yeah, and snake dot insta or something like that. Yeah. Everyone who reposted, thank you. Yeah.
0: It's feeling and, uh, the love. I feel like we finally got traction under like the Instagram video thing.
1: Okay, so oh. what are we talking about today?
0: What are we talking about? Uh, just some things, some mistakes that I've made. As far as like, I think my biggest, my biggest downfall keeping snakes so far has been like, straight up, just getting out of projects when I've had so much invested in them. Like sometimes it seems like when you get into a project, you keep them. Ooh, my voice just cracked. Yeah, I think that's you. You keep snakes like until their breeding size and then sometimes you're like i don't know and then you get not as enthused about it but i think if you bred them then you get enthused right away again what
1: what why do you get like what makes a breeder just lose interest in a project
0: um i mean for me like i believe it gets hard right before it you know pays off explain that So, it's, like, especially, I mean, I know I did the right thing for me when I got out of, like, ball pythons. I knew that that was the right move. But then again, like, that next year was going to be easily, you know, my best year. Okay. Meaning, like, I had blackhead going for everything. That was, like, my first year I was going to produce, like, $1,000 plus animals. Okay. But, like, it just wasn't. It just didn't seem worth it for me. Yeah, but.
1: But for other why, what are other reasons that a breeder might lose interest in a project?
0: Just because you just get there's too many snakes out there and too many projects and like new stuff to which you can get you know hooked on as far as you know you're looking at stuff every day on Facebook and um, mm-hmm.
1: and there's new stuff always coming there's out new
0: stuff all the time, so it's like you're like, oh shit, I kinda want that and then it's just like you get to. You kind of move on in your head sometimes mm-hmm, to the next project before even though you finish the th- project that mm-hmm. w- is probably the best for you. Is probably going to work out. Is probably like
1: your current one that you're working on. But right. you get so excited you on get what's so going excited new. for
0: something next right. that your head kind of moves past it.
1: Also, because there's a downtime in snake breeding, which we've talked about. You know, like when you're they're not laying, they're not um, you know nothing's hatching. So. There's that in-between time where it's just kind of like you're waiting. And that's definitely a time where you can lose interest before it gets you're big You're just feeding again. this thing. Right. You're just yeah. like, it's okay, cleaning, feeding, cleaning, feeding, cleaning, feeding. Right. And it's like, fuck, I want something interesting and I want something right. new. And so I definitely understand that.
0: And it's also for me, it's like I don't even think about breeding stuff sometimes. So like the jungles I could have bred this year. You but didn't. I was like, I just like keeping the jungles. <laughs> I didn't really care about breeding them. But yeah, I don't know why. But um, yeah, so Tattoo Highway, he said, so would it be better to go ahead and buy breeder size instead of juvies? Like well, I wouldn't say that at all. I just think to kind of realize that stuff is going to take a lot of time.
1: But if you're a person who, right, if you're a person who's constantly...
0: Yeah, but I think people only really sell adult females and adult animals because... Either they're not great feeders, so it's mm. too much work for them to keep them, or they're not as fertile, or they're not producing big size, like like, good clutches. So I think that could be a reason not to do it, because... Mm-hmm when you grow a snake up yourself you're gonna know exactly how it feeds you're gonna know all the quirks the quirks of the animal quirks quirks yep not quirks you said quirks
1: that goes in wine yeah whatever (laughs) but uh,
0: yeah so i think you're gonna know everything about that animal it's gonna only live in one spot so it's gonna be used to you and how you Mm -hmm. keep it so i think that that's your best option You just have to, like, stay focused, which is so hard to do. So
1: are adult males and females seen as, I mean, obviously, money-wise, they're lesser value, but are they considered a lesser snake? They're
0: more value because of the time put in, but no, I mean, adult males a lot of times are going to be animals that, if it's ball pythons or something with mutations, it's something that, all right, you already ran through that gene throughout your collection. You have have other animals replacing it. Mm Mm-hmm. So adult males won't necessarily be that way. That's more for adult females. So, okay, because males, I mean, if you're if you have a mutation that you want to get in your collection, once you make babies, you can grow that male up in a year. So it's like why you want to grow up the new male
1: mm-hmm.
0: that has more genes in mm-hmm. it or They're more heads, one. whatever. So you're going to sell that mail off and then keep your new mail that can move the project along right
1: and keep going along yeah so that might be a way to like maintain interest what do you mean so just i mean constantly pushing it thinking of it as like okay i have this one but i have another one coming along and think of it in that way as rather than one project and like oh i want to go into a different project but think about this project is a I don't know how to say. It. I think
0: I think you gain interest every time you move along the project. Mm-hmm. That's why I think like you lose interest like right about when you're going to move forward and be excited about it again. Right, and so you think- like you can't not be excited when you get eggs and stuff like that or hatch babies. So,
1: so thinking of it as dip small spart or small parts like within one project i think will keep interest like okay this part's done but there's another one coming rather than oh i have this one project and nothing's really happening right now right um someone on youtube said hello question mark i don't know if that means they can't hear us since they did a question mark i'll check it out but Um, no they they you can just ask them wait um wait oh no they can't no they can't hear us click that at the top this
0: this oh we muted ourselves on there well now you can hear us sorry we've really been fucking shit up well it's because the mixer came out and then it muted itself
1: well yeah there's (laughs) there's zero viewers right now so oops (laughs) but okay
0: they'll they'll survive i'm sure back
1: to projects uh, and keeping it yeah i mean
0: that's why i think like people who do green trees it's like i think that's the ultimate they're hard to breed they're hard to keep they're hard everything and then you get eggs and I mean, they're expensive animals. And also, you have a baby that's either yellow or red and you don't know what it's going to turn into. So I think that's like the ultimate patience game, which mm-hmm, I respect that. But their I,
1: beauty also. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like I'm no just other.
0: not. I could never be that patient. And, you, and most people who have green trees are like mostly green Is that trees.
1: why you only have one green tree?
0: yes and no i mean i just don't really have the interest in keeping them i just want things that are lower maintenance okay that's really it it's just low maintenance so that i can get more quantity that's really Mm -hmm. yeah i mean green trees it would be like i would want to put all my efforts all my like faculties into just keeping them if you were to go that way and then incubating like like, every stage of life is a little bit harder than all the others. Right. Than, than a than lot other of species. other species. Mm-hmm. As far as, like, corn snakes are obviously the easiest. So, it's like, you can't even compare. Most a green corn tree snake people have green all tree. green trees, pretty much. Right? right. Yeah. Haven't you noticed that? Or, mm-hmm. like, at least they have Moralia. So, they may have carpet pythons and stuff like that. So, yeah. They have to be dedicated to that one species because they're so difficult. Right.
1: But... I feel like those people are probably the least like once they get really into it they're going to be the least to lose interest in their projects.
0: Yeah, they're just so Because you have into green to, trees. Right, you yeah. have to be
1: so like to get into it you have to be so into and it. And to
0: stick with it. Yeah, you have right. to be really into it. And so they're
1: probably gonna be the ones in it for the long haul right. Which, right Great. um someone said love your instagram show us some snakes oh
0: so if you look at like my port city pythons youtube everything's port city pythons you can see some snakes this is our podcast so we we're, just talk shit and we're not shit. in the same area we're not we're in, in the, the same room, room as <laughs> the snakes are but
1: but sorry but, but yeah I'll check you. out youtube <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Or even if I I should probably do like an Instagram live sometime of just like showing Snakes. snakes. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah.
1: Okay, so what other mistakes have you made with your snakes?
0: So it's mostly like that patience thing. And then also I think it's just important to keep a static or a like environment that stays the same as much as possible.
1: Which is also a factor with you Someone who's moved a lot Yeah like i like moved that's, a lot That's a factor in you keeping up with projects And you know moving from Colorado Which is a very different temperature than Dallas did you, have to, did you have to Did you sell any of your snakes before you left Colorado
0: Not before I left Colorado Because when I left New York I had sold everything that I couldn't part with So I had sold everything Or that besides what I like Absolutely couldn't part with okay so what i got down to was like the absolute i don't i don't think i bought any animals besides the ground boa when i moved out to colorado so
1: okay so you had remained you may pretty stable throughout your time in colorado
0: yeah like i didn't gain i only got one animal and then i kept it in the same rack that i had all the animal, oh, all you know ones. like right so it's like i i didn't expand anything so it's just
1: but moving from new york to colorado
0: moving from New York to Colorado New York is where I said hey I'm going to either move with all these ball pythons and like I had I had ball pythons breeding and stuff I think what happened there was I just got um, I loved ball pythons and stuff but I didn't think that it was challenging enough to breed them oh, just too easy
1: no, for no, you. no, no. It's You're like, just too skilled well for no ball no not at all <laughs> it's
0: just I just didn't I just, for whatever reason, I didn't think it was, I don't know. It just you wasn't, said fun, it for wasn't me fun anymore.
1: But what got you into ball pythons in the first place? If they had to be fun for you at some well, point. Well,
0: there's, there's all different color mutations and mm-hmm. like people, everyone loves them. So I thought that was probably the selling point for them. But, um, but it
1: just didn't keep your interest after a while?
0: Yeah, I don't think I loved them as much as everyone around me did.
1: So um, then you got down to what you have now. Right. Once yeah. you sold all your ball So I think I
0: really went through a period of where I figured out what I really, really liked, which is corn
1: snakes. <laughs> which included.
0: is, I mean, it was going to be like oh, I, no matter what, I'm going to keep.
1: Sorry, YouTube. The
0: um corn snakes. So I'm gonna keep corn snakes pretty much no matter what, and then also I'm going. It says that it has sound. I know. So um I'm gonna keep corn snakes no matter what. Well, I'm gonna keep Tony. And that Annery girl that I had forever, you know, those are just snakes that I've kept for long enough to where I'm going to pretty much do, you know, I'm going to keep them no matter what because I've just had them for so long that well, I Tony, have Tony, you've had
1: for 14 years, so you're definitely. Yeah. Not... So
0: it's like, am I just going to like get rid of an animal? Oh, no, it's good. Yeah. I had so to um, it. <laughs> am I going to get rid of an animal that I've, put 14 years into or kept for 14 like no matter what if you're not emotional about animals still when you had it for 14 years you don't really want to
1: get part with it
0: yeah and then like Tattoo Highway said ball pythons are boring
1: not for everyone some people don't view ball pythons as boring
0: I, th- I don't like I think some people think that it's nice to hold a ball to hold a snake that doesn't move at all mm-hmm. they think that's a very handable snake right But to me, that's just really not exciting.
1: But that's not, that's separate from breeding. That's the pet thing. That's, you said breeding ball pythons got boring for you. So, I mean, I feel like in my head, those two things aren't connected.
0: Well, they kind of go hand in hand just because I didn't think the whole animal was I mean, when I come out with babies, it's like all they do is just roll into a ball or bite you. There's no.
1: But it's not like you play with your ones you have now. So no, why no, does that matter? True. It's
0: just there's nothing going on up there. There's nothing. <laughs> they're happening. too dumb for you. Is that what <laughs> they don't, they just don't really dumb. do anything. <laughs> so it's like really not not as much fun.
1: So you're attracted to intelligence
0: i mean in my snakes
1: (laughs) shut the fuck up you knew i was going there with that (laughs) but um,
0: so like i don't know i and also it was selling to it was having like byproduct is what they call it having like normal ball pythons and no one gives a fuck and it's like you have to sell them for ten dollars and then you just get into a bunch of shady territory with that
1: but what about like normal corn snakes
0: yeah, I mean, that's kind of the same way. But, I mean, you can I can sell a corn snake with confidence to almost anyone. I can't sell a ball python with confidence to Why? almost anyone. Um, just because I can say, hey, um, if a person comes in and they say, I have a 10-gallon tank. Mm-hmm. And, all right, I'm going to buy your, your ball python. Then I'm going to say, well, if you're going to do it that way... You're going to have to do this, this, and this. You're going to have to keep the humidity in there. You can't have that screen top. It's very specific. You can't keep it with your other fucking ball python. And it's a whole thing. With the corn snake, it's like, yeah, just get your own, get its own enclosure. Give it a little hide. Put some aspen in there. Do whatever. Have a water bowl, and it will eat all the time. So
1: you have more faith in giving it to someone you might not know. It's
0: so much, so much easier to keep. Mm -hmm. And then it won't be someone calls you in a week, hey, this isn't, this this isn't, (laughs) and then like, you know, have to go through that whole thing and explain to them, you know, how to, because the way that they're keeping may make it not eat. Mm -hmm. And so you have to explain, you have to go through the whole thing, how to keep it. And then also maybe you want to feed live, maybe you want to do whatever, but with corn snakes, uh, they eat all the time, and you can keep them right pretty damn easily. Mm-hmm. Even if you're keeping them at room temperature in a fucking ten gallon tank, they'll eat pretty much, and they'll survive. For right.
1: It. So you can just trust who you're, or you can trust that I can the trust person that the snake will stay do alive. Got to do. Um, he said, "I love my ball python. They're great to have if you're only trying to own one snake. I completely agree with that.
0: And it's great to have if you're only trying to own one species, also. So, right. And if, if you, you want to keep your ambient temperature up, seventy-five, you know, seventy-five degrees or eighty degrees, and then keep a rack, and then keep proper humidity, then that's you know, perfect. If you're willing
1: to do that, right? But not yeah. everyone is it's willing hard, to do that. It's hard
0: when you are like, well, I'm going to have a corn snake." A bearded dragon, a ball python, and a fucking bearded dragon. I already <laughs> said already bearded said dragon, but like, yeah, it's like people try to do, you know, the same mm-hmm. thing. But or if you're try just, to do the right. same thing for a bunch of different species that are from a lot of different I places, agree. that goes for almost any snake.
1: And I think if you're not trying to breed. Like, ball pythons are better. Like, I'm okay with them sitting in a ball and you get to see cool stuff because I like just looking at their colors and looking right. at the mutations. And obviously... But I But
0: like, to- I like a jungle that's going to move around the enclosure a little bit. And then when I take it out, it's going to interact more.
1: Yeah. Um, that doesn't do it for me. I mean, it does it for me. I like right. it. But maybe because my fear level is also... A little bit higher than yours. I mean, yeah, you gotta you gotta know (laughs) what you're
0: doing. Also, I mean, ball pythons are definitely your likelihood of getting bit is fairly low, or at least lower than most of the other species out there.
1: My only downside to ball pythons is live feeding. I'm not trying to ever do that ever. Yeah. Um, And it's like if you're just trying to keep one pet. I don't know. Is it easy to buy live rats? Is that easy? Yeah,
0: I mean, if you and that also goes to one animal. If you're gonna, you need to be somewhere. You can't go to a breeder and say, "Hey, I need one live rat," and go to a breeder who, and then give them a dollar. You oh, know, I thought a you could do 50. that. <laughs> I mean, or you go to a pet store and pay three dollars, but but it's going to behoove or- you uh, <laughs> to have you Know larger, a large amount of ball pythons, so you're like, Oh, give me a hundred live rats. So, how does
1: that work? Just let it out, let that yeah. burp out. How does it work when you just have one by ball python and you just you just the- go to
0: the pet store and get one for and three, just three, for three dollars pay overpriced, you know, 150. Yeah,
1: okay. Well, I guess you're willing to do that if you, I mean, if you only have one, you're not spending money. Right. On the bunch I just of like stuff.
0: to have things that eat frozen thawed as far as like if. My jungles would eat every day if I gave it to them. But have you
1: ever made mistakes in like the defrosting or whatever process with your frozen thaws? Yeah, thog? I
0: think I mentioned it a little bit before. I mean, I have done it way too much, um, way too hot for pinkies when force feeding them, so they explode in your hand.
1: Oh, we may have talked about that. Yeah, yeah you're right. So, so
0: that's that's the mistake, doing <laughs> it too hot. And then for, for the pythons, obviously, you need a a good heat signature. You know, you need a little bit warmer when you're giving it to them. But colubrids, I mean, they can be a little bit... You know, as long as they're defrosted, they'll pretty much eat it. They don't need a good uh, heat signature on it.
1: Um, He said, I usually buy feeder mice from the pet store. Yeah. But he's going to switch to frozen soon. But didn't you say ball pythons?
0: Well, you can switch over. It will just take a certain amount of time. Or once you get... I had some ball pythons that go frozen, like, right off the bat.
1: Really? Okay. I feel like a lot of people I've watched on, like, YouTube and stuff, if they have ball pythons, they're feeding them live. But And I just assumed because that's what they had
0: to do. No, not always. And, I mean, it's definitely easier if you breed your own rodents to feed them live Mm -hmm. because they'll eat more often. But, I mean, obviously you got to check on them after you throw the the rat in there. You can't just leave them with the rat. But, yeah, I mean, switching to frozen, it can be – it's not. It's not the worst thing. But if you have a corn snake, it's eats frozen right out the back. Did all your bi- easier.
1: I think you just said it, but I can't remember. Did all your ball pythons real uh, switch? Uh,
0: most of them, and then some of them, I would breed them. So like, I had a female pastel eat frozen thawed, and then I would breed her, and then she decided she only wants to have. Um, she only wants to have live now. So they would change sometimes, when. Um, after they bred and stuff like that. Once really? So real, you just got to stay. through a full cycle.
1: Sorry. Someone else just said they can't hear on YouTube.
0: Hopefully you but can see But before
1: still... they said it was good. I don't know what the fuck's going and on then, on uh, YouTube. And
0: Tattoo Highway said, squishing the head of a warm frozen thaw helps entice them to switch. I had to do that for my milk snake. Yeah, I've done, I've done the braining before. I basically like cut with a scissor halfway through that. So you break the uh, skull. And then you have what? a little bit of that good for whatever reason that must smell really good to a snake because they'll eat after you break the skull.
1: They like that, and guts? they have like some brains
0: coming out. At least for for ball pythons, I found that he said he did it with his milk snake. But
1: have you ever had a milk snake?
0: No, I haven't had a milk snake. I like a milk snake.
1: Why haven't you ever had a milk snake?
0: <laughs> no, I just never did. I mean, just like. They're just a little bit more.
1: Oh yeah, you said they heard that word. Okay, <laughs> so something's going on with ants. Sorry, explain your milk snake belief.
0: Oh, nothing. I wanted a milk snake for the longest time. It's just I just never got around to getting one.
1: I feel like when we go to shows, they're not calling out to you.
0: I, I I'm always looking at them, but I feel like no one buys them, which kind of scares me Right. But I feel like you
1: don't hear them. You don't hear about them as much as other ones
0: Yeah, and I don't know why because there's obviously a lot of good color phases and a lot of good colors that they come in and Whether it's albino or you know the tangerines or the hypos, I think look really cool I think all of them look really cool. It just doesn't seem to be catching people's attention
1: but why? I don't know. It's just weird. They've just always like
0: been around. It's just always kind of a um, pet, you know. But not for breeders. Breeders aren't really into them. I don't know. No one's real. I mean, there's a, obviously a s- certain subsector of, of people of mm-hmm. people, but but yeah, it's much smaller than just going because if you look at like I was paying attention at the um, what show was that? An ARBC. An ARBC at Arlington, and I was like. Because I want to know when I buy something that people are gonna want it as well. I don't want to mm-hmm. read anything that people don't want. And I would say, like, oh, that's like a, an adult female milk snake, like albino milk snake, like I like it. But let's see when I go around if it's still available. Like it's a good price, everything, and then also like Triple L had a shit ton of milk snakes, and it's like I just want to look to see if they sell
1: right. Because if they're if Triple L can't sell it, you are not gonna be able to sell it. Sell it.
0: Yeah. And just if people in general, if people aren't looking, if people are looking for a pet as a snake and they're not going to buy that, then. Then you're not going to be able to. Yeah. Then I'm not going to be able to sell it.
1: Um, Tattoo Highway said they stay burrowed a lot.
0: I mean, as most snakes, if you're going to want a like a snake to display, I would say. Green trees. Green trees, yeah. (laughs) I mean, if you can take care of a green tree, then just buy a green tree, and it'll always be out there on the branch. Do you feel
1: like people need some sort of previous experience before getting a green tree?
0: Yes, or just go, um, you know, as far as you can to uh, research. And then if a green tree is your first snake, but it's you're dedicated to keeping it, and you ask all the right questions, and you ask all the right people, then that's fine. Mm Mm-hmm. But then again, if it is just a buy that you make on the weekend at the reptile show just because you saw it and you thought it looked cool, then that may not be the best choice because there's obviously special requirements that go into mm-hmm. it.
1: Right. It's not a window shopping animal.
0: No, no, not really. But I mean, if you go through, I mean, they're not that hard to keep realistically. There's just a lot of bad information just compar- about also it.
1: Also comparative to others.
0: Right. And then Maya asked... Are you going to make a website? I do have a website that shows you how good it is. I, I didn't guess. know you had a Port website. City-
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know you had yeah. a website. Uh,
0: portcitypythons.com.
1: What's on that website?
0: Just <laughs> fucking some pictures and stuff so and uh, w-
1: When's the last time you updated that website?
0: Um, it's been a long time, but I don't have anything to sell or anything to say, really. Oh, oh true. I should buy the podcast from Australia. On there hey what's up scott Uh, (laughs) can you hear us i guess no i think it was just your mom who couldn't hear
1: i think your mom just on youtube (laughs) um but uh so are you trying to sell next year like you just said you could have bred your jungles this year but you didn't are you gonna breed your jungles next year
0: yeah yeah i mean i'll breed uh quite a few things next year so next year i think will be a pretty big year i don't know it's weird because like i had all breeding size animals and like was going to produce a lot the year before I left New York but but then shit changed. <laughs> yeah, shit changed. And also, you know, when you're moving and stuff, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, for the snakes you don't want to move. Mhm. It makes breeding a little bit more difficult. I mean, if you're if you're just moving locally and you put them how I see it, if I can move like I'm just going to a show, then that would be fine. Like if I just put them in
1: What's the prep work for that for shows? Like what like, obviously, most people who are vending at shows um, are breeders, so they're keeping their snakes in racks and tubs. So, what is the yeah. process from the racks and tubs to shows? What's the prep work?
0: The uh, What do you mean exactly? So, like, well, it depends on the species. So, for Kalubras, what makes it easy is I can make a deli cup display. I can put all the snakes in deli cups and just... Bring them in a cooler if I wanted to, and oh, okay. put them out. So you just
1: like put them on ice, or put no, them on no, ice. No, not, that's not what I meant. You put them just in like a regular yeah, cooler. shut Yeah, you put them on shut ice. Shut up. So that was a dumb question. Real quick. Um, just but you pack them in a cooler and you can just drive them your car doesn't have to be a special temperature or whatever just because i mean
0: i would just like snakes anywhere man i would okay. try to keep them at a decent room temperature at 70 degrees mm-hmm. that was so just making me think of the... i just want them to be at least room temperature i mean that's what the show's going to be you know it's going to be 70 degrees in there so you want to be at least room temperature
1: right do you believe in having any sort of bedding that people need that for shows or is it just not really necessary
0: it all depends what you want to do as far as your branding goes and, you know, how you want to. Would you like, put
1: them on any bedding in there?
0: Um, yeah. I mean, I liked the way um Walter put the coffee strainer in the deli cup. Okay. Maybe I would do that just to make a consistent background. It would also absorb some stuff. Um, Sometimes you put like, um, I forget what that paper bedding is, but you can put that in there. What, but I don't want, like, the snakes are going to burrow immediately. So I you want wanna, the snakes right. to be visible. Mm-hmm. So that coffee strainer thing might be a good idea.
1: Does he wet that? No. Oh, uh, okay.
0: I mean, if you're thinking about it, you're keeping your snakes a little bit cooler than you usually would. So cold and wet is, like, the worst possible situation okay. to put them in. Never mind. So <laughs> if you're going to keep them a little bit cooler, at least keep them dry. Cool and wet is just a bad situation for most snakes.
1: Okay. Um, sorry couple of questions. Someone said what do you recommend what snake do you recommend me getting? If it's
0: your first snake then I would say a corn snake or if it's your first snake maybe a ball python or you know there's, there's plenty. And or don't a buy it snake. from
1: PetSmart or Petco.
0: Yeah I mean buy it from just a, your local breeder wherever you are there's a local, local breeder and snakes do uh, she also asked if snakes pee. Yes. Snakes it's kind of if you ever seen a bird, like birds, they actually go to the bathroom. It's urates and it's thick the poop at the same time. So they it's don't they don't like just pee out like just like liquid straight. Do, right. For the most part, it's going to be like a mixture of urates and poop and and it all smells the stuff. really it's bad. Be white and then also some it's brown. Yeah,
1: it's not it's not pretty. So yeah,
0: I mean. But you're going to see when they do, so it's easily cleaned up. But
1: with any animal, you know, there's a – they poop. They, you got to <laughs> clean it up. You got to deal with it.
0: Yeah. Or or get a Gaboon Viper, yes. So um, –
1: What do they do? What's their what? bathroom policy? Oh, he said that should no. be her first? Oh, yeah, Oh, yeah. no, definitely
0: He's not. <laughs> obviously being facetious. But um, – and then also Hillbilly Herper said How much does a table cost to set up I mean it all depends On the
1: like show Yeah. So the biggest show is Tinley in Chicago yeah. There's two times Forget how much. It, there's okay. October and there's March, March. Um, October is the biggest Because it is The time when
0: For the most part <laughs> it's the time that Is that most breeders Have more stock so just cause The way breeding season works you're gonna mm-hmm. have Snakes breeding in the winter um Babies coming out in the spring, and the summer. So October is going to be a much better time than March. To go March, to the show. The the March tinley is going to be kind of leftovers from the previous people. season, right?
1: But you don't remember how much it was. No, I would like say, over two hundred.
0: Yeah, yeah. Whoa. I think for an end cap is like four hundred bucks or something. I'm not sure. I mean, I think these local shows are like a hundred bucks.
1: Okay. And you, it's really, it's and they don't, cheap. and they don't provide anything but a table. A you table. bring everything else yourself. Well, what you want to
0: do is you want to get like your tablecloth or, you know, something to put over it. Get obviously your sign to put up, whether it's in front of your table or PVCs, you know, above. Mm-hmm. And then, is there and like obviously glass. prime
1: spots in yeah, a,
0: I mean, there's end caps, which you're going to pay more for, really, Tinley. So Tinley's, like, set up, like, a bunch of different rows. So you have to go down each row mm-hmm. if you want to see everyone. So some of those people in the middle kind of get left Lost out. Lost in it. Mm-hmm. So those end caps are pretty important, and they get the most eyes. Damn. So, like,
1: how much more? Like, 50 bucks?
0: Yeah, a decent amount.
1: Huh. And then also at Tinley, the cool thing is you can be a VIP. Well, as far as a uh, someone attending, can be a VIP and go see the setup. And get yeah, a, you
0: can go the Friday before it opens and so. see
1: everyone like putting their things out and everything.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess that's probably like the most important part, most important thing to do is to, if you're going to buy a snake, make sure you get first pick of all of them so you get the best snake for the best price.
1: So definitely, I recommend people, even if you're it's your first snake or whatever level you are, going to shows in your area um, just to see what's around and see what you really want. I mean,
0: there's like. Yeah, you want to see, and then also you can go to a pet store or whatever and hold an animal before. Oh, well, yeah. You know, and then also research on how easy it is to keep, what you have to do to keep, you know, where you live if it makes it easy to keep that animal. True, because obviously not
1: all animals work well in every climate and everything. So it definitely depends on where you live.
0: And then, I mean, some just the ambient temperature that you have to keep to... You know, to keep certain animals is just going to be too high. So, I mean, something like a corn snake is going to have just room temperature, ambient temperature. Or something like a crested gecko, if you just want any type of reptile. I mean, a crested gecko, you going to have I feel gecko, like crested geckos to...
1: are so big right now. Like, every time I'm on, I'm on Instagram, I feel like crested geckos are everywhere. They are,
0: and they have been for, like, a little bit now. But there's what not really the any type What's of, the of about market them? built in to it because they're just animals that you keep you keep them at room temperature Mm -hmm. so they're super easy to keep you feed them like this mix that you can buy from the store so you can buy um either rapashi or i forget what the the other gecko diet's called but it's by that big gecko company i can't Mm -hmm. think but um so you can buy one of those and all you do is you know put that in water and then give it right to the crested gecko Mm -hmm. and then they'll eat it right like that like you don't have to deal with any live animals pangea is what is what the uh company is that makes that reptile diet then you just mix that up and then you keep you can keep you know one male three females in a tub and then all of a sudden you get eggs randomly because they just do it in the middle of the night yeah (laughs) so they're the easiest to keep easiest to breed everything like that i mean you're not going to get you're not gonna have a market that has mutation stuff like that. I was Random about to ask the variety much pops out. I mean, like it all just pops out differently.
1: However, you, what you get, is what Dalmatian. You get.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, and there's different different yeah. looks that you can buy. So okay. there's like Dalmatian, which will have like a tan background with some like creamy background with some black spots or. Mm-hmm. I forget what those other ones are called that are brown and kind of red up the side, and there's all mm-hmm. different names for these things, but they're all kind of random, and none of them are like mutations. They don't work okay. like mutations. They just kind of just pop happen. Out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but it's as like, far as
1: ease, it seems easier. Yeah. Um, so, so that's why people. My said her parents it.
0: wanted me to get a boa constrictor. I mean, that's not a bad thing to get. I don't know. Are you in the United States? Because. I mean, a boa is definitely something that's pretty easy to to keep, and yeah, the pinstripe is like one of those mutations that I believe is where the line are going up the side on the crested gecko. But um, yeah, I mean, boas aren't a bad first snake to have. Really? I mean, it's not it's not your best choice because you're gonna be working with a little bit bigger of an animal. Right.
1: That's I'm thinking of how big they get. Like, I guess it just depends on what you're comfortable with as far as size, as far as what you're willing to feed them. Yeah. You know, like maybe she's and not trying to potential do
0: potential of having something that's a little bit more food aggressive stuff like that goes up. if right. You have a boa. So. Um, I mean, so you're saying not totally against it, but
1: it's not the best first.
0: Yeah. You also got to keep just like a ball python. You got to keep good humidity. She said she's in the UK. Yeah. I mean, a Sambo is awesome. I wasn't thinking about that. But yeah, Sambo is really cool because it stays a small size and it's it's relatively easy to keep. And then also, I mean, you don't have to worry about humidity because they like lower humidity. So you keep, you know, a small water bowl so there's not too much humidity and then just aspen or something like that. So them so that they can burrow and feel comfortable. And then how big do they get? Uh, Probably about two to three feet. Oh, so not bad at all. But and they're like a weird just are they fat fat (laughs) they're not they're not like a boa constrictor that's gonna climb all over you and be very pliable and then also like if you have an aggressive sand boa i mean it's not really a big deal they're not big they don't have very big mouths they're not they're just not very aggressive okay so for something i think that's a pretty good first pet it's just not it's not what you see often as a first pet or as pets in general is it?
1: because uh, i feel like it's not as big here you know compared it's to not as big, anywhere, right to know, ball, pythons ball pythons or, or all or those like that
0: not that it shouldn't be i mean there's nothing against them
1: but they just haven't caught on like other ones have
0: yeah i guess for whatever reason people don't see them as favorably as they do i mean they're not they're a little weird looking their eyes are <laughs> on top of their head like they're they're cool, black and orange. Like if you put those colors on a ball python, everyone would freak out. Mm-hmm. But it's a sand boa, so
1: it's not the same as a ball python. Yeah, it's ball python. Yeah, it's a
0: cool, it's a cool pet to have for sure.
1: I like your um, your ground boa. I like that. Mm-hmm. How similar are sand boas in your ground boa?
0: Um, not at all. That. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the ground boa is going to be one of the only um, boa species in in that area as far as most of them are more uh, new world boas and that's an old world boa so it's kind of hard what they're does totally that mean? not they're totally on like the wrong side of the world doing the <laughs> wrong thing to be a boa so it, it's hard to say that that is a good example of
1: Where do they belong?
0: Well, like, you, you're talking boa... And then Sam boas are in, like, Kenya and Africa. Oh, I
1: didn't know that. Okay. And then
0: they're also kind of in the wrong place, mm-hmm. too. But boa constrictors is going to be something that's in South America and Central America, as well as even in Mexico, I believe, there's some boas or boa constrictors. But it's just... They're just... I feel like they're just way different animals for... Just like all pythons aren't, you know, a... A um, a ball python is going to be much different than a carpet python because one's in Australia and one's in Africa. Right? How could you make that that gap as far as keeping goes? I mean, you can see their heads may be somewhat similar, Mm -hmm. and they have heat pits, but that's about it. Keeping nothing else alike. Different,
1: right? Yeah, that's very interesting. Um, she said when I lived in South Africa, I nearly got bitten by a black mamba. Are those? Well, Around a lot bad. in South Africa.
0: Yeah, for a, a good amount. What? But you Just definitely like don't want to do that. I mean, Roman- what you have in like South Africa is African house snakes which would be really cool. I've never seen those. Those what are, are like, like a little colubrid. It's like most of them are like a brownish black with a stripe up the side of the face. I mean, they're really cool, but it's basically like a garter snake to someone in South Africa. Because
1: oh. us, <laughs> us the garter snakes are nothing. Yeah, <laughs> so that's pretty much what it
0: is there. But a black mama is definitely something different.
1: What is a SD retic?
0: I don't even know what that means. I'm very much not into big. uh are <laughs> not trying or to do big things. Definitely uh don't know anything about retics. um So, <laughs> but some if you if you tell me what SD means, I don't know. I might know. Oh.
1: Hold on. So whether that S- means like. Someone asked when your corn snake eggs are going to hatch.
0: My corn snake eggs are going to hatch. Uh, you marked it on the calendar, but I don't between remember. this year and next year. Wow. I don't know. Probably like 100 days. Um, probably like 80 days from now, maybe.
1: Okay, so that is, do that math.
0: A few months. A few months. A few months <laughs> <That's> away. <Superdorf, laughs> yeah, that's probably what SD. But yeah, oh, he dude, did. I he said know. Superdorf. I, I don't know anything about I've retics. never heard of a superdorf retick. Yeah, there's different also that's kind of a weird distinction. Retics retake breeders very... keep. Well, there's different island localities, so island animals just like boas in retics they're gonna be smaller than mainland animals. Okay. So your mainland animals are going to be the like twenty footers, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Uh on certain islands, obviously a certain amount of prey is there and certain amount of you know there's not as many big mammals usually on islands if any so Mm -hmm. so you're gonna have smaller animals
1: but like still a small retic i feel like it's it's still pretty big
0: i mean you can have you can have a small um you can have a retic that stays about 10 feet which would be a dwarf. That's still pretty even, like eighteen. Yeah, but it's <laughs> like beast. it's like having a boa. <laughs> it would be the same size as a boa, which is much different than having a fucking twenty-two foot retic. Right, Right.
1: like yeah, it's smaller, but still pretty big. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you, know, you are not in the world of retics at all. You keep much smaller, much smaller animals than that.
0: Yeah, and that's just because I don't think I have. I can keep the housing requirements.
1: You got to have a big space.
0: Yeah, you got to have a big space and you got to know what you're doing. You got to keep good humidity. You got to just provide a lot of things to them. But do you know who the biggest
1: person in Retix is right now?
0: Yeah. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, but I don't know if I. I just don't believe in that market. But but it's Jay Brewer, but I don't know if he has super dwarfs. I don't know how any of that stuff works. There's so many different mutations, and then they just got opened up so you're able to. To, uh, you know, bring them over state lines. Oh, that was illegal? So I believe, like, the market's just picking up again because for a little bit they were banned for shipping between uh, state lines. But now they're...
1: So is there a big demand for them now that uh, it just became legal again?
0: I'm sure the market's opening up. There's not a big demand. But, you know, it allows more things to happen mm-hmm, to be shipped but yeah. yeah
1: okay what was that name again j j brewer from brewer. prehistoric
0: pets but oh I'm not, okay yeah i'm I not saying I... that that's like your best option at all i don't know anything about, about what re-tick. he has
1: but he's a big guy in the re-ticks. Yeah.
0: so i mean i saw i saw the the post by tom crutchfield i was just about to I bring that up because um he was talking about if people keep them in vision cages like you're keeping them in enclosures, and, like, that's absolutely ridiculous. Like, they're a giant fucking snake. Is he the only they one who pizzas outside like that? Yeah, I mean, he keeps, like, carpet pythons and stuff outside, too. I don't know if I believe that 100%, like, that that should happen, but I definitely don't think that retic should be in vision cages and racks. Right. You're having a 20-foot snake in a 8-foot vision cage or, you know, I just don't think... Retakes in the wild are, like, hanging out in caves. They're going in the trees. They're going everywhere and, you know, taking down big prey and moving a good amount. So
1: So then outside seems like the best or the closest to their natural environment.
0: Yeah, but it's also where do you live? You have to live in fucking Miami in order to get even close. Where does Tom live? He lives in Homestead, which is just south of Miami. Okay. Uh, Basically as south in Florida as you can get. So perfect weather for them. Perfect weather. But that's only going to happen there. I mean, what are you going to do if you live anywhere else?
1: Right. Especially a place if you live in a city. Like, obviously, you don't have the space to right. do all
0: that. But You're, sorry, go. No, no, I wasn't going to say I don't anymore. remember what I was going <laughs> to say. <laughs> I already lost it. But oh. yeah, I mean, I don't think that there's many good ways to keep a retake. That's just me. And I'm never going to keep one.
1: Because you just have to have to truly let them have the space to roam. You know, they're not ones who ball up like ball. Up. They like to move around, and you can tell when you're looking at them how much they like to move around. So just having them go back and forth in that little space.
0: Yeah, and then you see the one on some, you know, on someone's <laughs> shit, and you see them, and they're like as thick as like. Your leg. A truck tire, dude. <laughs> and leg. it's like, you know, retakes are pretty lean animals and stay pretty lean because they're so active. Mm-hmm. And they don't eat, they eat big meals every once in a while when they can catch them. You know, there's opportunistic. So someone's feeding them large meals every week and you get this fucking thing that's, you know, 20 plus feet and so 500 you see, pounds.
1: When you sne- see a snake that looks like very, very. Well fed? Do you question the breeder?
0: Well, I question their motive. I know where that one person does it is because they want to get attention because they want the biggest snake.
1: Okay, but other people—is that usually people's motives I mean, for most, overfeeding? Most
0: people who keep retics are responsible, and they don't make them thirty feet. Fucking but you think way most overweight? people who
1: keep those—I mean, retics are obviously big snakes, so the people who buy retics are gonna want big, the biggest ones. So, wouldn't you think most would want to feed them like that?
0: no i mean you're gonna see i mean that's just like saying any snake you can make as big as possible so all it takes is feeding it more often to make it bigger right so it's like you can do that with any animal it's coming down to the fact is like do you want this animal to be first of all i mean what's good is that in order for it to be reproductive you can't have it that fat or else it won't breed anymore yeah i mean it may give you 40 shitty eggs in comparison if you kept it Healthy, you would have 20 perfect healthy eggs, so yeah, you might I as mean, well. I mean, you keep it, it cut downs on re- uh, it cuts down on healthy reproduction at a certain point, so I think that's what favors keeping it a little bit leaner. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why people, you know, they know that it's obviously healthier for the animal to, to be smaller, skinnier. yeah. So I think so,
1: past a certain point, you're only doing it for selfish reasons,
0: right. But, yeah, I mean, he was, Hillbilly Herbert said Tom Crushfield still uses small cages. He said he uses smaller cages, but the fact is that he's using, you know, it may be eight by eight, but that's so much better than the eight foot by two foot in a vision cage. So it's like, you know, that's so much more square footage than you're keeping mm-hmm. in a rack somewhere. So,
1: But it's still not like being outside in the wild. Nothing
0: is. I mean, right. where, do you, where do you draw the line? I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm on cages at all for retex
0: or for any animal you know where do i draw the line for you know corn snakes obviously move a lot more than i give them room for in a tub
1: but they also are the size so they're also (laughs) in relative size
0: to the tub you know but i don't know
1: so why don't you agree with tom crutchfield or completely agree with the carpet with the carpets outside
0: I mean and they're also an animal that moves around a lot and probably can use more extra space Mm -hmm. i just think it's hard to say that south florida is the same as you know anywhere else as australia (laughs) yeah so i mean they'll definitely survive they're definitely really um hardy animals Mm -hmm. so i don't think it's a big deal i don't think that that's your best option you know, in the best option you think uh, is cages for or racks. No, man. Who am I to know?
1: What else does he keep outside? Everything. Oh,
0: literally. <laughs> <laughs> literally any snake that he has, pretty much. But
1: then he also said he has cages. Yeah. But outside he well, uses them.
0: He has enclosures outside for, like, iguanas and stuff. You know, this is also someone who smuggled, like, all the species in the world <laughs> over here, so... You know, I guess take everything with a grain of salt, but... Um,
1: why do you think those people who keep big retics continue to keep them in vision cages? Like, what is the benefit of keeping a huge snake like that in a vision cage? Like, what are you gaining from that? Like, I, that's, what, that's what I don't understand. Like, why... there's a, There has to be a reason that they're doing it. Well,
0: you want a retic, and you only have certain housing that you can give it. So that's where they just don't have the space well and also you say everyone decides oh this is what the industry standard is um a nine foot vision cage is what the industry standard is so we're gonna keep it in this
1: who decides the industry industry uh, i can't say that word industry
0: standard no one, just some fucking other guy who keeps <laughs> snakes. <laughs> just some other retard just like us. He was like, all the other retards are doing this. So, so that's what the industry standard is, yeah. That's bullshit, though. No, it's absolutely bullshit. That's why, you know, people, you can only keep corn snakes in, what is it, 32-quart tubs. Because well, that's the industry standard. Because that's what standard. everyone does. <laughs> and then I keep them in CB-70s, and people are like... Uh, you fucking crazy? That's huge. <laughs> well no, that's just because you kept them in small ass fucking tubs before and I keep them in a little bit bigger. That's no just because they can stretch out their full body length doesn't mean that I'm fucking like crazy. you're hurting or, or that, that you're that,
1: hurting or like you're doing anything wrong for yeah, a bigger it's just, tub. They're like, just
0: fucking that's what I seem reasonable.
1: So wait, what is Show me with your hands what's the size of the industry standard for corn snakes. Because you said. For retex? No, for oh. corn snakes. You just said what people normally keep it in, but I don't right. know what that looks like. So
0: that would be about three to. F- oh, what the fuck is that? <laughs> it's really not that fucking big. People know what a stir light. I believe, it's 32 cord is.
1: Okay. It's maybe that looks like, like the size like, of yours. like two feet, That looks or like. Or
0: maybe three feet by two feet or two feet by 18 inches. Something like that. But CB seventy is what I keep them in is maybe two feet, uh, eighteen inches wide, maybe. Okay. And then it's much deeper.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. So, so if you see on the the rack that I keep some of the juvenile colubrids in, mm-hmm. those are the twenty or the thirty two quarts. Mm-hmm. And then what I keep all the carpets, the like smaller jungles, like that kind of thing. And the colubrids in there's going to be the CB70s, the adults. Do you keep your Do you keep your carpets in tubs bigger than the industry standard? No, I keep them about the same as everyone else does.
1: What about your hognoses?
0: Yeah, I mean those you. There's some snakes like ball pythons where it does help you to make something smaller. Why? So they'll stop eating if they're in too big of an enclosure. If hog are, are in they too like big of an enclosure, intimidated then, or overwhelmed? Or? Yeah, hog just want to be left alone. They want to never be seen. So it's like it's
1: like opposite of claustrophobia.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, they just want to be comfortable, which means giving them a small space to be comfortable in. Like you'll never see a hog nose like. For the most part, you'll never see a hog nose out in the light of day just hanging out, because they're a small snake that can be picked off pretty easily. Mm-hmm. A large carpet python's much different; they're gonna be out hunting during, and they're a significant snake, so they can't just be picked off by a fucking bird, by a little bird. So with snake, by, so
1: with snake enclosures, bigger is not always better.
0: Yeah, for some species, and then also you're going to how much humidity. It's easier to keep humidity in a smaller enclosure
1: to control it and everything yeah that makes sense but for a retic (laughs) you need a bigger so yeah yeah so it's
0: kind of i believe that's like it's going against both sides to where it's like maybe i can't keep this because i don't have enough space and then maybe i can't keep it because i can't keep the proper environment Mm -hmm. yeah so it's to me it's just it's too many factors against me to do it
1: unless you have the space for it and
0: then you gotta buy rabbits too fuck that who wants to buy rabbits
1: are those pros and Mm hmm
0: but they're more expensive and and then also there's gonna be there's a lot more rodent breeders out there that are breeding rats and mice than rabbits. rabbits
1: but aren't rabbits super easy to breed don't they like
0: that's why, well, yeah, they, it they call d- it. <laughs> they do it all the fucking time. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think it's as efficient money-wise to breed.
1: Why? They do it all the time and make 70 babies.
0: From what it seems, it's I don't know anything about fucking rabbits, but they mostly breed in the spring.
1: Okay, so then for the but rest of the year. You're kind of- and
0: also you're going to need a little bit, you're going to need more housing than you. you can just keep rats in a rat rack. You know, it's pretty easy to keep rats mm-hmm. and mice. But rabbits Red are a whole different you store you <laughs> can't there. even put those in your freezer like yeah. you put
1: the rats in there yeah
0: so it's just i think that's just a size thing yeah but i don't want to deal with it
1: no so no. with retix you just have to change a whole lot
0: yeah you gotta get your life together get some, <laughs> get some things sorted Just not certainly not for me
1: what um are there other industry standards besides like tub size like other other things that the industry says this is how you should do it. i don't know how to phrase my
0: question no, i mean what i'm trying to do right now is just do whatever the fuck i want to and but then you can't say that
1: because other people do whatever the fuck they want and you say sh- and you sh- sh- <laughs> shit on them <laughs> no. thank you people are doing what they want no, and you're no, shitting that's on why I'm them. saying
0: like i respect tom crushfield keeping the things outside i'm not shitting on that I think you're that's shitting cool. on
1: someone else whose name you're not saying
0: well, yeah, because they're, they're, but they're putting, doing
1: whatever the fuck they want. They're doing, yeah, but in,
0: but you're taking the animal's health out of consideration then.
1: It seems healthy that the
0: fat things. That's only healthy in America where we decided, you know,
1: but his is eating. Okay.
0: You want to fatten everything up.
1: We like our big portions.
0: Yeah. And you're thinking that every time a snake eats, that's good. That means you it's healthy. Right. eat.
1: But that's natural to think, okay, it's eating, okay, it's fine.
0: Yeah, but that's just not really. Just think about uh, snakes in nature, they're just opportunistic, so they eat whenever they find food. They're sitting there waiting for food to go past them for who knows how long. But
1: see, that's interesting because not all do that because some of yours won't eat, you know, not all continuously, which is weird because they're all in the wild and they all have to hunt for food. Because obviously
0: we haven't figured out exactly how to keep things. I think that's where we we fall short a lot of times on how to actually keep things. I don't know how to do it.
1: It's like some snakes have a full meter and other ones don't. And why is that? If they're all always hunting, you know, in the wild, they're all always hunting for food. Well, I
0: think about 75% of them out of a clutch are probably getting picked off right off the bat. They're probably, you know, dying. <laughs> whether from starvation, whether from animals, you know, c- coming out there and picking them up. Mm-hmm. So we're we're allowing 100% to survive. A so th- maybe those are the individuals that wouldn't have survived in the wild. Right.
1: Um, he said snakes feel safer when they push their body against something. They're opportunistic.
0: Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, snakes feel more comfortable. Certain snakes usually feel more comfortable when they're in. That's why I put hides and everything, you right? Know, just so they so can climb, be on something. They can something. get away from me. That's because <laughs> they don't want anything to do with you. You're a human. They don't want your attention. So you just want to leave them alone as much as possible. I mean, that's what I try to do at least.
1: Right, and that's why people, you know, have. I think that's all. That's why people have the natural cages or the natural enclosure, excuse me, um, with all the different stuff in it for them to climb on and touch and all that.
0: Yeah, but I don't. That's not gonna make your snake eat. If you have a ball python, that's gonna not make it eat. You're not creating a termite mound.
1: So you think ball python should never be kept in natural enclosures?
0: Unless you create a fucking termite mound. <laughs> <in> exactly that. <laughs> the at way. 88 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> <I don't> know, <laughs> like, there's uh, there's just way too many factors. To so you think they should be in
1: tubs only?
0: Right or now, purple? that's our best option.
1: But I f- it's I'm interesting sure because I feel options, like
0: we just haven't figured it out. But for now, that's our best option. That's what I'm saying. Like, why don't you try new options? Because there's probably better ways to keep things.
1: Right. But it's interesting because ball pythons seem like the most pets from right now. And most people who have only one pet, they're not keeping it in a tub. Like, that's yeah. just not it's realistic. To exp- It's not realistic to expect someone who has one pet to keep it in a tub. Like, no, they want to yeah, see it. Um And so it's funny that it just goes completely against what they need or what they want, as far as. Well, I don't
0: know if it's what they need or just that's the best thing we figured out to make them feel comfortable. But we don't understand shit. That's (laughs) why I think I want to try to do a few different things experiment where I can, where it's not. And also be cognizant because if you're experimenting and you have a thousand animals and you're not cognizant of what you're doing, then you fuck a whole lot of shit up fuck a whole <laughs> lot of shit up so so that's why I like you know even incubating a chip this way around you know i'm i can look at those eggs every day and so see it how they're doing, yeah right. so it's whatever so you
1: believe in experimenting but when you realize it's not right for the animal stop yeah. some people are
0: experimenting but no, not I acknowledging that, but yeah i think also i don't think surviving means wait by
1: instagram there's only two seconds by right. instagram
0: oh Go on YouTube, <laughs> but um, yeah. So I don't think f- surviving is thriving. So and what is thriving? I don't know. So your experimenting
1: talk. is better thriving, no. trying to find better ways no, for them I to mean, thrive when you're experimenting. Or what is what is your motivation behind your experimenting?
0: Yeah, find newer ways to maybe fix the Kirks. The Kirks? It? The
1: k- it's not a C, babe. It's a yeah, Q. Whatever. Quirks.
0: Quirks. There you go. Yeah, that's what I said. No, you said quirks. <laughs> to fix the, the quirks that we go. see, you know, right now in the hobby with a lot of snakes. Right. So I just want to try my best and then everyone else tries their best. You want to change the do. industry
1: standards? Yes and no.
0: <laughs> you know, I don't give a fuck what the industry's doing, but yeah, I want to do my best. do because the
1: industry is what everyone else is doing. So I think it's always better. Well,
0: I think that the new people. ...are doing much better than really previously been here.
1: You think the new generation yeah, I is think, doing it better?
0: I would hope so. You know, everything moves forward, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you used to see back in the day it was just so much sketchy shit.
1: Right, because they didn't know. Yeah. Do you think in the last five years we have learned so much more about how to keep snakes, or no?
0: No, but I would say in the last 20 years we have.
1: That's a big Wait, difference. can we
0: talk for like two minutes?
1: Can I talk? I don't know. Do you have to be? Yeah. Okay, well, it's an hour anyway, so let's just <laughs> well, end I it. Well, I wanted to talk about that, though. Oh, I feel like we talked about that a little bit last year. Yeah, last did. Not but last like, year, But, like, you know,
0: <laughs> in the last 20 years, there's certainly been a difference in things that have been going on as far as, you know, we're not using red light bulbs. Some mm-hmm. people are still, but that's fading. It's not widespread. And then heat rock shit like that. I mean... A lot of things, and we're not all having green iguanas, which you know are just not a great pet. Mm -hmm. We're having
1: crested geckos.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, which it makes sense for Mm -hmm. the space everyone has and the conditions that everyone can provide and the things that everyone can feed. So I think, yeah, I think people are generally making steps in the right direction because people care more about the animals now than we did back in the day, or or those animals were wild collected, wild caught, instead of you know the whole industry you know 30 years ago was all wild caught stuff mm-hmm. now the whole industry bread. if it's not if it's not captive bred then people are like Ew, Ew. <laughs> yeah i don't know? want so that <laughs> even though that for every species that's not applicable but for most of them now everything that's because as a pet is going to be a captive bred animal because mm-hmm, who
1: wants to deal with the possibilities of the wild
0: yeah yeah so i think that Has made such a big impact on the industry, and that's why it's going ahead so much further than you know it's you know progressing so much further than it was. Do you think
1: social media has had a huge effect on the industry?
0: Yeah, I think it's certainly grown. I mean, you certainly get a multiplying of everything so. You definitely get a lot more of the bad and a lot more of the good. There's both. Mm -hmm. But the bad seems to, just like all the social media, just like anything that's happening, the bad seems to reverberate much more than the good. And that's just the nature of, um, you know, they say in marketing, one bad review or like one person's bad opinion of your business. Has the weight. They'll, you know, tell eight people. Mm -hmm. One person with a good experience will tell one person. Right that's like call it the rule of the ace or rule of ace or some shit. Okay. So it's like on social media, you do something bad, eight people, you know, gonna you, see instead are going to see it. may be 800 mm-hmm, people and then mm-hmm. 100 people might know if you do something good. So I think it's definitely an uphill battle for people who are trying to do the right thing. But do you think and then when the w- bad thing happens, it gets more press. Do you think the
1: industry and the snake world would be where it is today without social media?
0: Yes. and no, Like, like no. I mean, it would be... It's open to so many more people, just like everything else is in the world. So, no, it wouldn't be. No, no, okay. not at all. And then with selling on Facebook and stuff like that, like, it's a whole different world. And then also, it's so much easier to get information. Right. Which makes, you know, the more informed keepers, which is why when moves the hobby forward also, you don't have... When people post pictures of animals with their light bulb on it and stuff like that, people tell them... Although it's not always the right way of telling them. Mm-hmm. They tell people them, like, try that's to not tell how tell you should do like, it. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and this is what to do. So I think we're getting a lot more good information out there these days.
1: Well, we have to thank social that's media it. because without social media, we wouldn't be able to do this. Yeah, I mean, everything we
0: do is social media yeah. and just trying to get to people and talk to people and have fun.
1: Well, thank you, everyone who watched. Thank you,
0: everyone, for listening and who are listening in the future. Uh, we'll see you next week. That's it.